Kenobi watches over a young Luke Skywalker. The Inquisitors hunt for the Jedi. Darth Vader lurks in the shadows and more as the Sky Guys are back to break down the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. All right, we are back here on the Sky Guys podcast. I know we told you last week we were going to do the first round of the bracket this week. We had a big upset. The Obi-Wan trailer dropped online on Wednesday. We had a basically takeover of the internet, so we took a couple of days to do some analysis. As we promised, back at the end of Book of Boba Fett, we are here on the Sky Guys to recap the Obi-Wan trailer, share our thoughts, and get ready for the new series coming on Disney Plus on May 25th. I'm your host, Mike Phillips. Also with me today... Man's voice we hear in Aaron intro every single week. Pete Considori. Pete, how are you? The Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer is finally here. Um, great to be here. Glad we can jump on and talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. And also with us today, the grand inquisitor of this podcast, Nick Fred is here. Nick, how are you? Doing great. Um, we'll obviously talk about it, but I love the trailer and I'm excited to talk I'm excited to talk about it. And uh, that's why we're here. So let's do it. Yeah, I'm excited about this because this sort of came, I mean, a little bit of inside baseball for people, fans of the podcast here. We recorded, actually, if you were watched this on Twitch on Monday, you saw us record part one of the bracket. And then we, we said in the stream, we said, hey, you know, there's rumors the Obi-Wan trailer might come out this week. If it does, we have to call an audible. So, Nick, it came out. We are calling an audible. The round one of the bracket comes out next week. But tonight, you're here to talk about the fantastic Obi-Wan trailer. Yeah, I mean, we didn't want to put something out and then... You know, the, the the talk of the town for the town of Star Wars is this trailer. We're not going to put something else out that's not this trailer. So talk about the trailer and then whatever we have planned that you may have seen already. If you haven't, it, it will be going up next week and we can take a look at it then. Or you can, you can take a listen to it then. Yeah, so round one of the bracket is coming out on St. Patrick's Day. That's coming out on the 17th. This one will be in the podcast feeds on, I'll say, probably either late tonight or early tomorrow morning. And Pete, if they want to subscribe to the podcast feed, they just got to search for the Sky Guys uh, feed on all their favorite podcast platforms. They can find it right there and get these podcast reactions, stuff like this. I mean, I'm sounding like a bird, but uh, got to follow the feed. Follow the feed. It's so easy. And uh, when you subscribe, you just you get notifications, right? You get that push notification saying, hey, the new uh, podcast is out. And even if it's not, if you open up your podcast app, it'll be right there for you, right for you. Absolutely. And Nick, this is also going to go in the Scott and the Justin the Suffering podcast feed as well, because, hey, this is such a big, big event. Can't leave those guys hanging either. So let them there. And if you're on Twitch, you could be watching us right now. They don't have to wait for the podcast. That's right. Uh, Twitch and Instagram at Sky Guys Podcast. More than happy to have some people follow along with us while we go through and record this. Yeah, so if you want to come along for the ride, come along for the ride. And you like what we're doing here, Pete, leave the feedback, leave the star ratings. Let us know how we're doing, how we can get make us even better. Let us know. Definitely let us know. Yeah, because the three of us could talk in circles here. We won't know what you guys think unless you tell us, right, Nick? That's right. Um, so right before you start, Mike, I got a piece of news that I just got now. So I want to bring it up right now is that. Um, Hold on, this is breaking news. I know it's not breaking news, but do it anyway. Yeah, so. It's Nick's breaking news. In a recent interview with Entertainment Weekly, Kathleen Kennedy revealed that the original script for Obi-Wan Kenobi was completely scrapped because they were too bleak. 
They're looking ultimately to make a hopeful, uplifting story. And it was pretty bleak to begin with. That is the Obi-Wan show. And uh, yeah, that's all. So, I mean, it, it already happened. It's it's not news to them, I guess. Like, it's not like they're rewriting the show now. It's, it's obviously in post-production or done or wherever they sit right now. But it, there were, I guess, reshoots. or I don't know if reshoots, but it was rescripted. It was rewritten. Yeah. I'm not sure when. Could have been done three years ago, for all we know. We have no idea, so. Yeah, and I'm going to also throw out here again, if you, you can also watch the video version of this. If you're not watching live on Twitch, you can check out my YouTube page, Mike Phillips on YouTube. We can dive in right here because obviously we're just going about our business on Wednesday. We're talking about the bracket. We're going to record part two of this thing. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Hello there. This trailer just drops on the internet and it went viral about like five seconds. And Pete, your general reaction to this trailer, because I swear when I watched it, I was like, this is probably the greatest trailer they put out in years. Yeah, I mean, I I had goosebumps. Uh, and, you know, some of my friend Steve, when he saw it, he told me, he was like, oh, just goosebumps, chills. It just, it seems so true to what Star Wars should be. Um, it seems like it's a much darker kind of theme. We'll talk about it, obviously, a little bit later. But it looks so good. Even with the Book of Boba Fett trailer, when we watched it, we had a lot of questions. We had a lot of like, "Well, we don't we don't know about this. This is uh, this looks okay. Like this looks like it'd be a good show, you know." But this looks so good, and I I hate having that high expectation now because if it's anything less than great, I feel like I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah, and Nick, I think I was swept away right away, and I think. They hooked me. I mean, after you see the beginning of the trailer, like right when the uh, Duel of the Fates pops in and you see the the logo of Lucasfilm blown away like the sand of Tatooine, I was like, they they got it. They know what they're doing here. They got me from the second I saw that it was released. I mean, I, I, the trailer was fantastic. I had, I guess, one issue with it, but I don't really care. I know the internet's gone crazy over it. Let's just get... Let's just get to the elephant in the room. The Inquisitors look horrible, but I really don't care. It doesn't impact the show to me at all. Like, yeah, it doesn't look right, but I don't, it doesn't bother me. But the trailer looks amazing. Uh, the music is incredible. We and Mike were talking about this off the air, how like John Williams doing the music just makes it feel like Star Wars again. Not that the other, you know, what's the guy, Ludwig, what's his last name? Ludwig Gorenson. I mean, he didn't do a bad job whatsoever with the the Mando and uh, Bug Wolf with that. Those were good, you know, good pieces of music as well, but it doesn't feel the same as John Williams doing it and having him back is, it just feels right. And, um, the trailer itself, it, 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 like Pete said, it's like dark. It's just a lot of things about it. Like questions that I had going in are answered already. And I'm excited about that because there are questions that I didn't want to have to wait to hear the answer to. Like, for example, one of my questions was, is Obi-Wan going to leave Tatooine? Yeah. He is, and I didn't want to have to wait to like wait till the third episode. Is is he going to leave? Like, no, I know he's going to leave. And like, what is this show about? Is it about him watching Luke? Well, once you show the Inquisitors and show them as much as they did, it's like, oh, okay, something else going on. Probably, probably something about that. Yeah. So that's like, that's stuff that I didn't want to have to wait to find out. And I'm glad I don't have to. Yeah, and you saw how viral this went, Pete. I mean, looking on YouTube right now, some of the views on the trailer here. I mean. You got 10 million views from the official Star Wars account. You got a million from one media. You got 5 million on IGN. Everybody was bonkers for this. 
It, it it went like wildfire. I mean, this is this is only two days out from when we're recording it. Um, for Star Wars, for for a market that maybe not hit every single person, maybe like that pop pop culture normally does. Um, it, it's a huge huge response to this. Um, I have to say, trailer drop was random. I I feel like we didn't see it coming until you said something, Mike, about there's rumors going around the internet that's going to drop. Um, and then we started seeing some pictures from the, uh, from an article that was, that was dropped about Obi-Wan. Then shortly after that, the full trailer dropped or the, the teaser trailer dropped. Um, I, I can understand why it's viral. It's listen, we haven't had Obi-Wan in a very long time, at least new content for Obi-Wan in a very long time. This is something that was highly anticipated by, a lot of Star Wars fans, um, not only when it was announced, but once we got closer and closer, everyone was waiting, like, where's the trailer? Where's the trailer? So this is um, this is huge. This is this could be a really big win for Star Wars live TV if they did this right. Yeah, for sure. And that article, Pete Rising was out for that in a bit. That's on Entertainment Weekly. When it came when they, on Wednesday morning, when they came out with, oh, here's some first look pictures of from the uh Obi-Wan show, like, okay, something's something's up. I felt very confident it was coming. And Nick, fun game here before we dive into more into the civics here. I am looking on YouTube right now. This is a Star Wars account for the Book of Boba Fett trailer. It's been out for four months. How many views do you think it has total? I know that it's going to be less because you wouldn't have brought it up if it were it, more. No, it, is, it is more, but I want the exact. I want oh, more. really? It is more. Oh. Oh, then I, I I'll guess. All right, let I'll give I'm gonna give you a guess in three, two, one. If it's more, I'll say fourteen million. Eleven million. I feel like I was I had a horrible guess. Over over four months, and this thing's at ten million on the official Star Wars account. In three in days. Two, three days. This thing is gonna be two days, kind of really. This thing this thing's gonna be the biggest show they they put out. I think so, definitely. This is the one that everyone was looking forward to like you had mentioned to me on the just in the suffering podcast maybe i don't know maybe it wasn't on that it was on just in the suffering i don't remember what it was but we were talking about something marvel related i think and you had mentioned how like we saw falcon winter soldier and loki we were like yeah okay these are the shows i want to see when wandavision we were like eh, you know yeah but it ended up being so great but like i feel like the other shows Obviously, I was excited for Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, but like the Obi Wan show is the one that we all had circled on the calendar. Like, this is the one I can't wait to see because this, this one appeals more to the casual fan too. Yeah, and I think also, I mean, let's be clear, Pete. The Andor trail ever comes out is not getting ten million views in two days. No, uh, I don't look. I, I think the only other trailer that drops for Disney Plus Star Wars that gets more views that quickly it might be Ahsoka. Um, I think that we are going to we, we have witnessed the biggest trailer drop of Star Wars live action history right now. Um, and I don't think we're going to see it again until the Ahsoka Tano show. Uh, I could be wrong. Uh, if Mandalorian season three trailer drops, that might be more because the Mandalorian already has that popularity. But like you were saying, the casual fan that didn't want to get into the Mandoverse or didn't want to get into everything after the original six uh, movies. This is, 
this is huge. This might actually get someone to get Disney Plus if they didn't have it before to watch this show. Uh, this might get the casual fan to get into the Mandalorian and everything that, you know, Clone Wars or, or Rebels um, because of the Inquisitors. So this could be a very, very big win, like I said before, for Disney, but also Star Wars in general. Yeah, I don't think Star Wars has been this big in the zeitgeist, Nick, I think in terms of a trailer since I think The Force Awakens first trailer dropped. I think it's probably the closest comparison I can think of. Probably. I don't remember the trailers from the other movies, to be honest with you. Yeah, The Force Awakens one's still still imprinted in my brain. Yeah, the teaser especially, but like... I don't remember the last Jedi trailer. I don't remember the Wrath of Skywalker. I don't remember Rogue One's trailer. I don't remember Solo's trailer at all. Yeah. I remember the Force Awakens teaser though. Like I like probably remember all like the lines in it and the, the way the music was and everything. But yeah, this is right up there. This is I don't know. How many views does that one have? Probably a lot, right? The Force Awakens one? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna look that up real quick, but I also point I'll, out- I'll look it up. You you continue here. Yeah, I'm checking that out right now. The Force Awakens trailer had 108 million views over six yeah. years. The teaser had 25 million. Yes. Which, again, is just like a 90-second teaser. Now, this is a teaser, no? Well, roughly. I think it's it's basically a trailer, but I will say also... It says, it says the word teaser in it. Yeah. Does it. Does it not? Yeah, teaser trailer. Um, There's trailer, too, so... Yeah, and I think Pete made a great point. I want to ask you about it too that this idea this is sort of the big thing for the kids who were the grew up with the prequels especially like episode episodes one to three Ewan McGregor was there Obi-Wan Kenobi last time he was on playing Obi-Wan on screen was 25 was 17 years ago 2005 so now a lot of those kids have grown up some have kids of their own now this is a good way to get all them back invested in Star Wars I think it's gonna be a home run Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. Um, I think what worries me is it's it's Disney Plus's Star Wars, right? This is this is what worries me. But just from the trailer alone, it doesn't look like it's going to be that. And and you know, something I noticed from the teaser trailer was that Lucasfilm was the primary production company that was shown in the teaser, and then it said on Disney Plus. Yeah. That gives me hope that it's going to be a lot like what the movies were supposed to have in it. Um, if you were going to make like a 3.5, an episode 3.5 or anything like that. So I'm very excited to see that Lucasfilm is the main studio for this. Yeah. Let's talk a little about Obi-Wan now. And Nick, I mean, we see Obi-Wan in the trailer and like, we basically see like, he starts out talking to us saying, you know, like the battle's over. We lost. Now we like, now we stay hidden and he's basically looking out. We see young Luke playing on top of, uh, of his house he's he's playing right to a pod race he's got the anakin skywalker little kid goggles on and i do think like what we see at Obi on this trail is definitely a lot of fun because we see like how he's kind of just like giving up hope and he's kind of just you know just laying low taking care of his job and all of a sudden like all hell starts to break loose he has to get dragged back into the fight again well, two things i noticed right off the bat at the beginning of the trailer is number one nothing you can do about it this is just the way people are the way people age but he still doesn't look like in nine years he's going to look like Alec Guinness. But whatever. Again, the a small detail that you like the, like the Inquisitors, I can nitpick it, sure. But at the end of the day, it's not going to make the show better or worse for me. You know? But what I noticed, Mike and Pete, was when he's saying the fight is over, we lost, there's an echo. 
which leads me to believe he's in a safe state of meditation. Which leads me to believe he's talking to somebody else. Well, he's probably he's not probably not talking to himself, right? Unless he's gotten a little crazy in the desert. Yeah. But I think he's talking to somebody else, which means he's probably talking to if I had to place money at it, I'd say Qui-Gon Jim, but maybe Yoda. Or maybe it's like um you know how not I mean, I've seen this idea out there online, but I don't know if I really agree with it that if you remember in episode three, he said he rewrote the code warning all yep. Jedi to stay away from the temple. Yeah. That could be it, but I feel like that's probably not it because the fight wasn't over yet at that point. I think if I think P, I think that's it. I think it's probably Qui Gon. If I had a guess, I think it's Qui Gon. P, I think we could also see this being, you know, like this is like some Jedi survive or 66 comes to Obi Wan, figures out where Obi Wan is and goes to him for help. I can see that being also what he's talking about. And he's like, Trying to get him back in the fight, and he's like, "Hey, we lost. You know, like let's just stay hidden and like, like self-preservation right now." Yeah, I mean, I I'm led to believe it's a different Jedi that he's talking to, um, because why would he talk about it in that way, right? I mean, he's not gonna talk to a civilian, quote unquote, about like, "Hey, I'm a Jedi and I'm hiding out. Don't rat me out to the Empire." Um, so I don't know. I could see it both ways. I could see it being something where they used it in the teaser trailer to make it sound like it was maybe a meditation and, and maybe it is Qui-Gon Jinn or Yoda that Nick is talking about. Um, but I can also see it being maybe a, a flashback to what he said for the message to the temple or, you know, as more simply, he meets another Jedi in the show that we know possibly. And Cal. He- Cal Cassis. You said it- yeah, you said another Jedi. I would, I would assume Cal. Yeah, he's on a. I guess Cal from Fallen Order. Uh, either that, or could it could it be a young Kanan? Possibly. I mean, there's a lot of you know we're going to get into it, but there's a lot of rebels in this teaser trailer, in my opinion. There's a lot that you can bring in from rebels. Um, so I, I I think it might be Kanan. It, it might be uh, Cal. Uh, it might be. It's too young to be Ezra, but but I mean, there's there's a you know there's a lot of possibilities. You know, they can also pull some crap where it's like a random Jedi, and it's like, hey, you know, I survived too. We never met him in the movies or met her in the movies, so it, there's a lot of possibilities. It can, but I, I feel like, you know, Boba Fett, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of rambling about this, but I'll, I'll, I'll finish up right here. Boba Fett had a lot of Clone Wars esque cameos. Maybe Obi Wan's going to have a lot of Rebels cameos. Well, there's two other characters I could think of that it could be. Both are rebels. You had mentioned, Pete, it's not going to be a civilian. What if it was Ahsoka, the civilian? I don't think it could be, because you can't have Rosario Dawson play her again, considering it's like 20 years prior to Mando. I mean, you can. I don't know what kind of technology they have, but it does kind of make sense in that if Obi-Wan is going to go off-world... Someone should, or someone's going to have to stay back and watch Luke and the, the dynamic, the dynamic rather between Ahsoka and Luke in Book of Boba Fett leads you to believe they've met before. So maybe there's something there, and the other person it could be is it could be Rex. Yeah, we'll get to the Rex angle too because Rex also like there are elements of the trailer that, that people think oh there's a clone trooper in the trailer, so we'll yeah, get, we'll get to. Uh-huh. Get to that in a bit. I'll throw a couple other things out there. The Ahsoka thing is a good possibility here, but I do think there's a lot of actors on this show with their pretty big names that we don't have signed characters. I can see one of them being a Jedi they invented to, who goes and seeks out Obi Wan. Yeah. yeah, I think if I had to place money on it, that's what I would go with. 
So, I mean, like, Pete Kumail Nanjiani's in this show. He's not assigned to a character yet. So, I would assume that, like, he could be he could be the Jedi for all we know. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I think they could go the route of just introducing a brand new character that was never mentioned or never happened. So, that you don't have to worry about how old the character aged or or worry about continuity or canon. You could just throw this character in and say, yeah, I was here and hiding and stuff. So, like, I, it would be smarter, in my opinion, to try to do canon. But, you know, I'm not the people writing the show. Yeah, and I was actually talking to our friend John Stankel off the air. P. I, I was talking about the Inquisitors being from Rebels. He said, you know, now I have to actually watch Rebels. Like, this could be the show that gets to get people to go and start watching Rebels. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. I, I feel like there's a lot that is coming up that would make you watch probably Rebels over Clone Wars because Clone Wars ends pretty much when three ends. Episode three, so you can't already know all that story. But even the Ahsoka show, if people didn't watch Rebels and the Ahsoka show does what it really should do and be a continuation of Rebels and, you know, Ahsoka and Sabine on their search for Ezra and, and Thrawn, you're not going to understand what's going on. Yeah, that's that's for sure. And Nick, I think the other big thing we got to touch on here is the live action debut of the Inquisitors, a group you're not very fond of, but... We get the Grand Inquisitor here. We have him doing a monologue where he's saying that the key to finding a Jedi is patience. And because, like, they, they can't help themselves. Their compassion, like, stands out here. And we get the return of the Grand Inquisitor to live action, played by Rupert Friend, who famously plays Peter Quinn in Homeland. And I know you said that a lot of people online are playing that they don't look right. For me, that's not a big deal because these characters are designed for animation in certain ways that they look ridiculous. You did them full scale to real action, real life people. But I think having the inquisitors here is awesome. And since we did the rebels a while back, people may be new here. Can you remind everyone what the inquisitors are and who this grand inquisitor is? Yep. So the inquisitors are a, a group of fallen Jedi that are not quite Sith, but they're Jedi hunters, if you will, who work under the command of the Grand Inquisitor, who works under the command of Vader. And essentially, they're just trying to finish Order 66. I mean, here we are at this point, 10 years later, by the time of Rebels, 15, almost 20 years later from Order 66, and it's not over yet. It's still going on. They're still trying to find the remaining Jedi. And we, we had mentioned somewhere, I think it was us, it may have been someone else, else I was speaking to, that, to our understanding, there were 30 Jedi that survived Order 66? Is that num- Does that ring a bell at all, or it must have been someone else? It was someone else. We're not picking on the number, but you always say, okay. complain that was always like, that always seems like there's always somebody new who pops up that we never t- heard of before. Yeah, so long story short is that the Jedi are still out there, so the Inquisitors are set out to hunt after them, and the Grand Inquisitor is the leader. He, or him, rather, and... Um, one of the brothers, I don't know, there's so many numbers, I lose count. The fifth brother, maybe. Yeah, it's him. He is, they're, they're both featured in Rebels. Um, The fifth brother's played by the guy who was in Tokyo Drift. You ever watch that? I have watched that. It's, uh, I think it's like Sung Kang or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's him. He's the one, he plays the, the fifth brother guy. But And the Grand Inquisitor, you said, is Rupert Friend, I believe. Yes. Yeah, Rupert Friend. He'll be a Rupert Foe in this show. Um. The Inquisitors, though, personally, I don't really like the idea of them. There's just because it's just more people who survived Order 66. Like, did they turn before 66? Did they turn after? Did they survive as Jedi? It's a little confusing. And the last piece of information on them 
is the Grand Inquisitor, which I never knew this, but this has actually been out there for a while. Maybe you guys have heard this. Was one of the guards of the court who was uh, putting Ahsoka on trial for the bomb in the Clone Wars. And apparently he's the one who ripped her. Uh, she had like the beads on the back of her head yeah. for being a Padawan. He's yeah. the one who ripped it off her head and that's him. And then he ended up becoming the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels, but he was uh, technically in the Clone Wars, I guess. Yeah, no, Dave Filoni said that he was there. We didn't yeah. know about him until until later on. So we find out, I think, in season two of Rebels that he actually was a right. That's right. Was a temple was a Jedi temple guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Pete. What did you think about the appearance of the Inquisitors? Like what they looked like, and like excited about getting them back. I mean, I'm excited to have a character from Rebels show up in live action. Um, Inquisitor, so, yeah. size chopper. Side chopper. Um, the Inquisitors, by theory, like Nick was saying, just doesn't make sense sometimes. It's like, well, how do they form? Where do they come from? Um, Obi-Wan show is 10 years after episode three, so I can understand that there will probably be some gray area, right? Am I getting that timeline right 10 years after? Yeah, I think yeah. it's one year after Solo. Yeah, so the only thing I have to say about the animation to live action is if people are not, o- if people are okay with how Count Dooku looks in live action versus the Clone Wars, they should have no say and no gripe with how any live action character from animation comes over. Um, Count Dooku was probably the most egregious difference when it comes to animated versus live action, uh, probably to date in, in any of the Star Wars shows. Um, Cat Bane was another one. A lot of people were saying, well, he wasn't blue enough. Like, There's a lot of other things that we could be nitpicking other than how they tried to make the Inquisitors work in live action without CGI to actually make them look like they're they're there, so it doesn't cheapen anything. Um, I'm okay with it. I, I you have to take that stuff as it is. Um, like I said, if you're okay with how Count Dooku's transition was between live action and animation back and forth, you you should be perfectly fine with this. Yeah, Nick. Not for nothing. We complained a lot about how the animation in, in uh, Rebels is very very strange. So I don't know. If I the, the idea that he doesn't look exactly like he did in Rebels doesn't hold water to me. Yeah, I, I see, though, people making, like, fan edits of Cad Bane and of the Grand Inquisitor, and they look much, much better. So, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, it looks terrible, but I don't care Yeah, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I agree. It doesn't look right. I think it looks bad, but I don't really care. It's not going to ruin my interest. And then at the same time, um, um, what was I saying? Oh, I got to remember this. I'm going to remember it too in a second. Grand Inquisitor. Uh, move on. I'll, I'll interrupt when I think about it. Yeah, Pete, in terms of like the actual uh, Grand Inquisitor here, I know in the anime show he's played by, he's voiced by Jason Isaacs, who plays uh, Draco, Ma- Draco Malfoy's dad and Harry Potter. Here we get Rupert Friend doing, t- taking over the role in live action. Do you like the choice to make, have him be the uh, new Grand Inquisitor? I mean, I have to be honest with you. I'm not too familiar with the actor. Um, I think it would have been really cool to have uh, Lucius Malfoy's, uh, like the actual person who who um, voiced the, Inqu- the Grand Inquisitor, be the Grand Inquisitor. I think that would have been cool. I don't know what the, the circumstances were. Um, but I, I just, I'd have to see. I mean, he, he seems like in the teaser trailer, he plays a good part. Uh, but again, we only probably heard, what, two lines out of him, so... Uh, you know, I can't make an educated uh, argument about it. 
Yeah, for me, who loved Homeland, and I loved him in Homeland, I'm very happy he's here. I think he's going to do a great job in the show. I'll, I'll take the word for it. I yeah. mean, like I said, I don't know the actor very well, but um, yeah, I'm still excited. So yeah. I remembered my thing. It's that um, there's been a couple of things I've seen online of characters that were originally in animation who have then had a live action appearance meaning in live action or in a video game and have then transferred into live action fully and they haven't looked good so for example number one is this you know the grand inquisitors but also cad bane so cad bane was in the clone wars we all know that then his species i can't tell you i know what it's called duros maybe yeah i think that's it he was a character in um Oh, God. Was it, I think it might have been the Rogue Squadron game. No, it was Battlefront 2. Yeah. There was a character who looked like him. It was that species. And he looked similar to the way Cad Bane looked like in the Clone Wars. And then this. Yeah. Or what we get in Book of Boba Fett. And then for, for the example with the Inquisitor, it's obviously the Grand Inquisitor was in... Um, Rebels. Rebels. All the Inquisitors were. And the species that he is is the guy from Udapau. How did you say it? Udapau. Udapau, which you know is the guy who talks to Obi-Wan when he lands and asks him, you know, like, they're here, they're watching us, and that doesn't look anything like what we got in this. So I, I, I completely understand the complaints, and I think they're totally justified, but I'm not going to let that ruin the show for me, because that really doesn't matter what they look like yeah, at I- all. And speaking of the video game uh, shout-outs, Pete, I mean, we got the Inquisitor base from Fallen Order in in the live-action universe now, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I I really like that. Um, I like how video games and TV shows and everything kind of all mesh together, and I also like when original ideas in the video games become canon. Um, So, yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, Nick, I believe it's our second uh, shout-out to Fallen Order, I think, the past couple of shows. Everything... Bad Batch, if is the first planet from Fallen Order, I think, when Rex is helping them remove the inhibitor chips. Yeah, and the droid was in uh, Boba. Yeah. The BD unit. Yeah. I don't it's, know, it probably wasn't the same one, but that, that, that unit has ever been seen before. But the base looks really cool. It's like underwater, like half of it at least, yeah. which is really cool to see. I mean, and I remember, I'm pretty sure that was the end of the game. Yeah, I think it was the end of the game. I I, yeah. not, I haven't finished it yet. I'm still working my through the, way through the game, but I've been according to the Easter eggs I read that this is where it came from. Yeah, I remember the end of the game. Very good, very good ending. A lot of fun. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they utilize the Inquisitors. Like, are they just going to be? Is the big bad of the show going to be Vader? We know Vader's in this show. Is he going to be involved with the Inquisitors, or is he going to be just involved with Obi Wan on his own? I don't know. My guess is he'll be involved with both. Yeah, and that we'll see him a little bit with the Inquisitors, and then we'll see him with uh, with um, uh, Obi Wan, which I would assume. We Va- I mean, know Vader and Obi Wan are fighting, right? That's been yeah. confirmed. Yeah, it's been confirmed. It was in the content art back in that original like Disney Plus Day teaser. Okay, I mean, I like it more that they wouldn't fight, but like I'm not going to complain to see Obi Wan and Vader fight, you know? Yeah, and I'm going to share the screen here. I talk about our brand new inquisitor that we got spotlighted in the trailer here and uh, i'm going to share the screen here from safari this is uh reva who is basically our third main inquisitor of the of the show behind the grand inquisitor she's probably number two actually behind him and 
out of the fifth brother we see for about like five seconds walking with uh stormtroopers on the casino planet so uh pete what do you think about this new inquisitor oh, that again? planet mike by the way that you just mentioned was also in fallen order yeah oh die you yes yeah that's where i believe that's where it debuted yeah yeah pete what do you think about this new inquisitor here what we saw from her in the trailer i mean i'm excited to see a, a new edition um not to say that I'm not excited to see Rebels characters kind of reincarnate into live action, but it's it's also good to have new fresh faces um, and new characters that are just live action. Um, I think she looked pretty cool in the trailer. I think hopefully the few scenes uh, that she's in the teaser trailer, I hope there's more action to her because I think the one thing that we see is she kind of slides over to block someone from running and lights her lightsaber. Um but yeah, I think I think it'd be cool. I think I think she'll look the whole trailer. I feel like I'm just gonna say, yeah, it's gonna be cool. I, they executed it very well, where nothing was boring to me, and she looks like she'll be a badass. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, we thought Boba Fett was gonna be a badass for the whole series, and he wasn't. So I, I'm taking everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, and Nick, I think the one thing I also like about this casting choice here is that we add more diversity into the Star Wars universe, where it's not just all like white guys like being the bad guys and whatnot, and we have somebody new, like a new, like a show that there's more to the universe than just like, like young white guys who can swing lightsabers or aliens. So it's nice to see like more diversity in this cast. Yeah, especially because the original trilogy, I don't remember. I don't think maybe one. Do you, can you think of one female Imperial officer from the original trilogy? I'm going to say like one black woman, the female in the original trilogy. I can't remember one. Well, that, that, that true. You're absolutely yeah. that. But I don't I think there was maybe one female in the entirety of the Empire in the original trilogy. I can't remember the exact scene or anything like that, but it's, uh, you know, it, does, it doesn't seem bright, obviously. And she seems like a really cool character. Um, I would assume she's like the main villain, like not the big bad, but like the main villain. Where, like she gets the most screen time of any of the Inquisitors, I would think. Yeah, she's probably the one that's dealing with Obi-Wan the most. And I noticed that she's like it seems like they keep showing her and then right after they're showing uncle Owen. Yeah. Makes me think like, does she know who he is? And if that's the case, do they know who Luke is? I can't imagine that's the thing because that breaks a lot of lore because Vader didn't know that he had a son. If the inquisitors knew who Luke Skywalker was and didn't tell Vader, that seems pretty ridiculous. Right. It could be Nick also could be to me like, Oh, like he's harboring a Jedi made. I think he's like Luke Lars or something like that. Like his kid is force sensitive. And Obi-Wan has to, like, stop her from, from, figuring, from putting the pieces together. Maybe. Did you also notice that uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru were in the same clothes that they were in A New Hope? Yeah, and P, in terms of something Nick mentioned earlier here, like, it's another one where, like, it's hard to see Joel Edgerton in 10 years looking like Uncle like Uncle Owen does in the original movie. Yeah, I, I mean, at this point, I'm just excited for the show. I, I mean, there's, there's going to be a bunch of stuff we can nitpick. Um, I I agree. It's just kind of weird, but is what it is for me. Yeah, and Nick, I think it's, it's good imp- enough. I think it's important we got this character introduced here because one of the things you mentioned, I think, in on the bracket podcast we're going to talk about. I think you talk, the one we talked about on Monday is that like some of the issues, some of these shows that like we know what's going on with these characters. Like for example, Obi Wan survives the show obviously because he lives to Episode Four. Like. The two of the Inquisitors we see in the show, the Grand Inquisitor and the Fifth Brother, obviously are going to survive because they both appeared in Rebels here. We have no idea what happens to her. So, like, 
this is a blank slate. It's going to be a character who pops up in future things. It's be a character who dies at the end of this show. So it's nice that they have a little uncertainty with this character. I'm certain she'll die. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see though. We will see, we will see for sure. And I also want to uh, touch here on some of the article, some of the stuff here. I'm going to link to this in the show notes here. The Entertainment Weekly article about this story here. And I'm going to put up a direct quote from uh, Deborah Chow and Ewan McGregor about the sh about the purpose of the show. And you mentioned off the air for and on the air here that this is originally was a movie and this is planned to be after the success of Rogue One. They said, okay, like Ewan McGregor and Interstate will do an Obi Wan movie. Solo flops. They end up retooling this. 2019 gets announced and becomes its own show. So I found a quote here I want to share. This is from the Entertainment Weekly article about this. So they mentioned this new story was crafted by uh, the writer here, Joby Harold, and Deborah Chow is the showrunner here. Takes place 10 years after Obi-Wan went to hiding on Tatooine, pretty much the exact midway point between Revenge of the Sith and a New Hope. Obi-Wan is lost, said McGregor. He's a broken man after what happened with the Jedi Order at the end of Episode 3, but also what happened with Anakin that he lost into the dark side. He feels an enormous amount of responsibility for that and guilt. The six-episode series focuses on that journey from pain to at least a modicum of peace. When we saw, last saw Obi-Wan in the prequels, he's very emotional, says Harold. There's a passion in him, and we get to see him again in A New Hope. He is the Zen Master. That's what I wanted to understand. What happened to Obi-Wan between the guy that Ewan brought to life and the guy that Sir Alec Guinness brought to life? So, I think that's certainly an interesting uh, dichotomy there, Pete. Yeah, 100%. And I think, uh, I think that's why this trailer looks so dark. I think that Obi-Wan is definitely dealing with everything that happened uh, still with... Uh, with the end of three and, and or 66, you know, as a Jedi, it was probably such a confusing, scary time because everyone that was fighting against uh, with you were fighting against you now. And, and everything, as you know, was kind of just stripped away. Um, I don't know if we're going to get in six episodes, the character development of him struggling and being passionate and having guilt to this Zen kind of, you know, how we see Obi-Wan in a new hope. But I feel like we're going to get the first part of it. We're going to see how much he struggled and then maybe some sort of a beginning toward becoming more Zen-like. And then we can just put the pieces together in our mind that, okay, he just kept working on what he needed to work on. That's why he's like that in A New Hope. Um, six episodes is not a lot of time. We saw a book of Boba Fett that seven episodes was too much time with no ideas. If you have a ton of ideas for, for, for Obi-Wan, six episodes is not a lot of time to pack in a lot of action. So... They need to make sure they pick and choose what exactly they're showing. Yeah, Nick, I think the quote that McGregor had there, that was very interesting too, because it's something you don't really think about a ton, is that basically, like, Obi-Wan, after he escapes uh, Order 66, and he realized that, you know, like, the, the Jedi I trained, the guy who became, like, my younger brother, basically destroyed my entire way of life. He murdered a bunch of people that I care about. I had to try and kill him. I don't know if I finished the job or not. And, like... He's basically living with this guilt for a long time about, like, everything is ruined because of me, basically. So that's a lot for one guy to live with. Absolutely. Um, by this point, I'd imagine he knows Vader is alive. But he didn't know probably when he left Mustafar, right? You would assume yeah. he thought, all right, he's probably going to die. But a lot for Obi-Wan to deal with. And I think his motivation has to shift and say, at some point, in this 20 year 19 year period it's 
I messed up. I have feel enormous amount of guilt. I feel as if I did something wrong to shift shifting into, I need to make up for it and make sure this kid Luke is okay. And maybe we're going to see a lot of that transition. I think of him taking the responsibility on Luke starting to let the burden go and start realizing that there is indeed a new hope. There is indeed a new hope in here. And I do want to also mention here the, idea the presence of uncle owen and Baru, played by the same actors who played them in the original in the sequel in the prequel trilogy here and i do think it's interesting to get some setup here because remember episode four uncle owen basically hates obi-wan and says like ben kenobi's a hermit don't bother talking to him like you i don't want you dealing with that guy so and you last we see in episode three like he's just taking the kid like Baru gets the kid from uh obi-wan and like you wonder if the falling out comes here it basically says like stay the hell away from my uh nephew yeah, I feel like that's going to be huge, especially if they're introducing their characters and putting them in the teaser trailer. I feel like they're going to have a, a pretty big role in this in this show. Um, and we probably will get the tension between um, Uncle Owen and Obi-Wan. Yeah, and Nick, I do feel like that scene we see uh, Reva basically in the square and Tatooine basically hanging someone as always like a threat and she goes and looks right at Uncle Owen and like you guys see his eyes and was like, like Obi-Wan's got, got something to do with this and he's putting my family in jeopardy. Yeah, that, that's what I was kind of mentioning earlier, how it seems like the Inquisitors knew who he was. I guess they don't know who Luke is. That's what I was talking about. But yeah, we're going to see some sort of fight between the two of them, probably. If not a fight, then maybe just like a him talking to Baru saying that's all that old crazy wizard's fault, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to go ahead here and also throw up here. I think some of the other... We got our first look. I think EW did a great job with some of these uh, situ some of these action shots here, and I do want to point up the shot here of actually first I'll throw up here the Uncle Owen uh, Reva confrontation here from Entertainment Weekly. So I'll throw that one up here just to give the YouTube audience a visual representation of what we're looking at here, and you can tell that he's pissed. Pete. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Sorry, it took me a little bit to get the screen up. Yeah, no, it, it there's definitely tension there. And, and maybe, honestly, maybe the tension is between the Inquisitor and Uncle Owen. And maybe he gets pissed off at Obi-Wan trying to step in. And he's trying to say, like, hey, you're a Jedi. Like, you're not welcome to. You're going to make things worse. Um, maybe that's what's going to happen. But you, you definitely can see that he does not want her there. Yeah, for sure. And I also want to throw up here. I'm gonna. She looks pissed too. Yeah, because she knows that he's. She probably figures that he knows something, and she's not. He's not sharing. Why in the world? Now that I think about this, because I never. I mean, I'm sure I thought about this before, and I'm sure we've all thought about this, but like, why in the world do the Baru family and the Kenobi family, meaning to tell me one, call the kid Luke Skywalker? Like, why would he not just be Luke Lars to, like, hide his identity? Yeah, they did that with Leia. Yeah, Leia. Right? Like, uh, how, I know, like, they, they said, you know, the, one of the reasons is the last place the Empire would ever look was Tatooine. But, like, clearly they're there. The Inquisitors are there. We've seen the Empire there. Every single thing that involves Tatooine, we've seen the Empire there. They're there in A New Hope. They're there in, I guess they're not there in Return of the Jedi, right? It's only like job of people, but like they're in Boba Fett or Mando rather with the helmets and stuff. Like it's very clear that they're going there. So like, why would they name him Luke Skywalker? If they had the choice to hide his identity. 
Well, I guess this, this is get, this is probably I think just more of a non product more of a production decision where they where George Lucas said his name is cooler as Luke Skywalker, so are gonna leave that as his name in the original trilogy. But I think in terms of in in universe storyline reasoning, they probably say you know like he lives on moisture from the middle of nowhere. Like the odds are that always want never to bring the kid around when the Empire is in town. So like no, they'll never actually figure out who this kid is. So one defense I've heard, I don't know if it's true or not, but one defense I've heard is that Skywalker is like Jones is in real life in the Star Wars universe. Or that it's just a very common name and there's, all, there's tons of Skywalkers everywhere. So no one would think twice. So basically you're saying that like Luke Skywalker is basically the equivalent of like saying like, oh, this is Joe Smith. Like there's 50,000 Joe Smiths. So yeah. But then again, we've never met another Skywalker in this universe. So how true is that? Yeah, it's certainly true. And I want to mention here, since we talked about Luke Skywalker, we might as well go with his father here. I'm going to share the screen. This is also from Entertainment Weekly. They gave us our first look at Darth Vader coming out of the meditation chamber. So you think that's probably where we're actually going to see Hayden Christensen wearing the suit and putting the helmet back on before he gets out to talk about this stuff. And Pete, what do you think about this shot we got? Yeah, I think it just confirms that we'll probably see Hayden Christensen without, you know, Darth Vader without the helmet, right? I mean, I think we were talking about this off air that this is like the only spot of the meditation chamber where the helmet can come off. If I'm, if I'm remembering that, yeah, I would imagine if it's off for more than a few minutes outside of it, he'd probably die. So, um, and you know, actually, too, if we if we think about the older movies, only the top kind of helmet piece. You can have that off probably all the time as long as he has like that kind of respirator on. Uh, that's like the big thing. So maybe we'll see, you know, Hayden Christensen with kind of without that top like helmet part on. Or um, I think it just confirms that we're going to see at least the actor in it playing uh, what Darth Vader would look like as a young messed up Anakin Skywalker, if I should say, because you know he got pretty much burnt to a crisp. Yeah, uh, a Mustafar in Episode Three. Um, he still looked like he did. Um, after uh, after they pulled him out of the fire and everything like that, you can still like he was still recognizable even though he had no hair and stuff. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how they portray him. Yeah, so he's seeing him transition between the young piece of toast that he is at the end of episode three to uh, the old man who is like disheveled and like very like worn down. At the at, I mean, here's an episode six. Yeah, I mean, this is only ten years, so it's not a ton of time but it's enough time where you could still see some aging, right? We see Obi-Wan is definitely aged and it, it you know, works. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with it. You know, I hope that Darth Vader is not like a side character. They just throw in and say, okay, we just wanted Darth Vader to be in it. Um, you guys said it's been confirmed that there is a fight between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. Um, yeah. I think the promo materials basically said is they're like the rematch of the century. Right. So uh, who knows? Uh, you know, I uh, I have my thoughts on the rematch of the century, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be cool. Anything Darth Vader for me is cool. So. All right. And the last thing I throw down here from the trailer is obviously we got a couple of Easter eggs. Nick mentioned earlier that we see like, looks like we have a clone trooper being talking to one of the inquisitors. So people stuck online. Oh, is this Rex? Is this just, you know, some random, it's Commander Cody that we see him like interact with Obi Wan again. So, Nick, what do, you think, do you think we get Ted Morris in the show as playing one of the clones? Possibly another shot you're talking about. It looks like the back of a bald head, right? Yeah, yeah, it definitely could be. There's also another shot where it's like a droid talking to. It looks like a stormtrooper. 
in a shot. Yeah. But it's been pointed out online that that is not Stormtrooper armor. That's what so I was, it's very that's, possible. That's what I was referencing. Uh, well, okay, there's another one then where the Grand Inquisitor is talking to a bald guy. Yes. He says, where is he? Yeah, that could also be someone like Rex or someone like that. Also want to point out, I don't know if you I mentioned, I don't think you did, Pete, that I think Vader is on Mustafar, the same castle from Rogue One, I think. You know, it makes sense. Right. Because... Yeah. So, but you were asking, Mike, about the possibility of seeing Morrison again. Yes. If I had a place to money on it, I would say yes. Yeah, Morrison playing who is the specific question here? Is it Rex? Is it yeah, Cody? Yeah, yeah I, it's we, it's not going to be Boba Fett. We know that. Yeah. Um, is I I would say it's going to be Rex. I wouldn't put discount Cody because Cody was Obi Wan's personal like clone guy. Yeah, that's a good point too. But it looks like the Inquisitor is going against him, and from my understanding, Cody did not remove his chip. But they can create a whole story on that, you know? Yeah. They can create a whole story that Cody removed his chip. And I think, maybe I'm wrong about this, but if you look closely at that head, it looks like there's like metal plate on the back, maybe something like that, like something on the back of the head. It doesn't just look like skin. Maybe that's like Rex's head after the chip came out, you know, in the back. Right. I don't know. They really showed the back of his head in Rebels much. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't really showed it in Rebels because most times we're focused on his goatee. Yeah. They don't really show the back of characters' heads too often in television unless they're getting talked to. The other thing I want to mention here is like there's a scene on Dayu. I want to throw up this here. This is from inverse.com on the screen here that we get a very familiar looking blaster here in the in the trailer here, which you look at it and she's Reva's staring down somebody. Somebody's wearing some kind of robes. And this looks like the same exact gun that Han Solo is using. So do you think this is Han Solo? Didn't Obi-Wan use the same gun? Is somebody else using a gun like that? Like, what do you think, Pete? Um, if I would guess just judging by the trailer, it's probably Obi-Wan because we see Obi-Wan shooting in some form in some scene. So I feel like this might be a reach. I think this might be people going a little too heavy on it. And honestly, too, just judging by that picture, it doesn't look exactly the same as what Han Solo uses. I mean, if you want to go back and forth between that picture, Han Solo has a, a much bigger and wider flared muzzle and the scope is a lot shorter and thicker. So I, I feel like if they were going to change Han's blaster to not be can what he uses, that would be a pretty big mess up, in my opinion, if that's Han Solo. Um, and that's something that a lot of people could nitpick on. So that's just my guess. I think that's Obi-Wan with a blaster and not Han Solo. Yeah, Nick, I think in this time frame, it was it had the old and Eric showing up in this show if it's going to be Han Solo. Yeah, I don't think people want that, honestly. I mean, people are going to see it and say, who's this guy? Because no one watched this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there's also another still that I saw out there that in the corner of the screen, I don't remember the still, but I remember on the right-hand side of the screen in the corner, you can see someone who's very furry. I'm just saying, if this is Han Solo, which I don't think it is, but if this is Han Solo, Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Yeah, Chewbacca yeah. be lurking. Yeah, could be. They are together at this point of the timeline. It's after Solo, or they 
they're off doing whatever they're doing. I don't know. You know, like they, they took the Falcon and they're doing whatever they do. Yeah, and I mean that's the kind of play where you could see them showing up. It's like doing business on like some kind of CD casino world like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally don't think it'll happen, but it, it would make sense. So it wouldn't be opposed to it, and it, it's possible. I don't think it will happen, but it's possible. Yeah, I could see something like that if you if he is there, sort of like being like she like Reva wanders down the alley, Han Solo is there, and like Peach is saying like, "Where is he?" He's like, "What are you talking about?" And then we get like that's all we get from him. Possibly. I mean, uh, well, there's somebody else we could get who was in that movie, the solo movie. Lando? Nope. Mr. Maul. Yeah, I well, think if we saw him, we could see him. It's very possible that we could see him. And it's possible they could fight. We just know that they it can't be on Tatooine because I know Maul had no idea Kenobi was on Tatooine until Rebels. So it could be something like that. I would so not. That- I would not like that because for me, like we, I think we set up in Rebels because he's looking for Obi Wan about twenty years. So like, I would be, I would be bothered if like that's where we like we have him meet in the middle, and then all of a sudden he's undoes everything happening in Rebels. So the reason why I feel like the rematch of the century is against Maul isn't. So we talked about the Duel of Fates music. Isn't that the music for the the fight against Maul? It is. They also have the Battle of the Heroes music in there too. That's what Obi Wan and Anakin. So right. we're getting both. Why? Why put? Why put the duels of the duel of fates in there and say it's the rematch of the century is coming? I don't like. Why wouldn't you just use Anakin's? You know that that whole sequence is music for just the Anakin Obi Wan. Why would you put the duel of fates in there? What's the purpose of that? Then the Duel of Fates plays in the, the the three-way fight. And then it also plays when Yoda's fighting Palpatine. Okay. But they go back and forth in that scene and the Anakin and Obi-Wan scene. And every time it goes back to Anakin, they change the song and they change the song back and they go back. But you're, I, I agree with you. I I just like, I don't, I'm not going to put my money on it, but like, it just seems like, why else would you do that? Unless you're just trying to be like, oh, I recognize that song. People are going to look and pay attention to the trailer. You're just making like a really cool soundtrack to something you know. Because Duel of Fates and also, what's the uh, what's the song title for Anakin and Obi-Wan's uh, fight? Battle of the Heroes. Battle of Heroes. Those are probably the, the coolest, other than like Imperial March and also the... Well, those the, are the, the prequel. They're probably the coolest prequel songs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, prequel. Yeah, because the, the original theme song in the Imperial March was, was for, for the original. So yeah, I mean... I it's a possibility that they just took what people knew and wanted to use that to build the excitement. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's it. We have some ideas Nick, for when we do the character draft in a couple of weeks. Like a couple of months. I can't wait for that. I feel like this character is trying to build my pop collection. You know, it's going to be so action packed right now with the character draft. Cause I feel like we already gotten basically in the trailer. We already gotten confirmed that we have prequel characters, rebels, characters, possibly the clone wars character showing up here. So there's, I think it's gonna be a lot more action. Than there was in the mall and the, uh, Boba Fett one, Pete. I, I hope so. I, I think if they, they need to capitalize on this. Yeah. They, there's so much writing on this. And the reason why I said is because like I said, in the beginning of the podcast, you are literally going to open up Disney plus to people that didn't care about live action, star Wars TV shows. I'm sure there's a lot of Star Wars fans after seeing the sequel saying, I'm done with live action Star Wars. I don't want to see their new crap. I don't even want to try it. I bet you 
that if Obi-Wan is good, maybe even more than good, great, phenomenal, you're going to attract so many other Star Wars fans to finally take the plunge and say, all right, I'll spend the $9.99 or whatever it is to get Disney Plus, watch Rebels if I haven't watched it, watch the Clone Wars if I haven't watched it, watch the Mandalorian if I haven't watched it. You can skip Book of Boba Fett <laughs> so you can get Mandalorian Season 2.5. But you, I feel like this is... I think the reason why they rewrote that script is because they knew they could not mess this up. Yeah. And I do think like, like you said, I think we're, I'm going to kind of wrap it up here. I do feel like where we ended up with it is like we have, especially at the end of the trailer, we see that do shot, like, like something like hope emerges, something like that. We get a shot of him looking here. It's like, we're basically like, we're going to put him on the path and where he ends up, where he ends up in new hope. I do think you were right on that. We're not going to see him all go all the way there, but we'll see him take the first step in that direction. Yeah, I feel like there's not enough episodes to show everything. I don't think someone changes like that. And when they do, it doesn't look good on film. Yeah. Okay, again, we'll set him up. You have 10 years to make the rest of the journey. But I think like... I think, it, I think there's a possibility we get flashbacks in this too. I'm actually, I'm actually banking on that. I'm like, the whole, I am pretty confident we're going to have flashbacks to... I think we're going to get flashbacks of the Clone Wars in live action. I'm not sure how I feel about that because I think that's one I don't like the fact that you know we saw this in in animation when not I the same scenes just like that time period that I could live with. I was like I don't want them directly redoing a scene that happened in Clone Wars. No, so yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree because there's no re- anything that you've shown before. There's no reason to show it again. Yeah, there's like people talk about doing the Obi Wan more like Batman's like, parents dying. We've yeah. seen it enough. You talk about people. That's the people talk about the Obi Wan Maul getting the uh, getting that fight from Rebels in live action. I'm like, no, we don't need to do that. We saw it; and it was good. Yeah. And we're well, going to be back. Like, we're going to do back to the bracket next week, but we're going to do some excellent lead up coverage to the Obi Wan Kenobi show. And Pete, we're going to start doing soon. We're going to be after finish up the bracket. We're going to take a week off, and then we're going to do the we're calling it the Obi Wan. We're going to kind of go back through the prequel stuff and Clone Wars and give you. The highlights of Obi-Wan tell you what he was up to and sort of see how it could influence what happens to him in the show. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a phenomenal idea. And I'm actually very excited to to really study Obi-Wan. You know, I probably will watch the the first three, you know, the sequel, excuse me, the prequels um, to really hone in um, my Obi-Wan Kenobi. What's the word I'm looking for? Knowledge, yeah. lore, canon. Um, and, you know, it's very interesting. It, when you watch movies or shows, you watch as a whole. And I feel like the prequels were geared toward Anakin. And I feel like Obi-Wan is such an important character that got gets overlooked. I even overlooked Obi-Wan a little bit. Um, but he, Ewan McGregor does a fantastic job as Obi-Wan. I feel like he's going to do a fantastic job in the show. And, and I'm excited to look deeper into this character. Yeah, Nick, I feel like one's going to be a very short one. Because most of the time he's on, he's on the ship for most of episode one. But I feel like two and three are going to have some good meat to pack up, to, to, to uh, dive into. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, with Kenobi, I feel like I could be wrong, but he's no one's favorite character, but he's in everyone's top four. Yeah. Like, he's one of your favorite characters, but he's not the character for most people. So, like, ev- everyone likes him. Everyone loves him. No one dislikes him, but I just feel like it's probably the perfect character for this. There's no drama with Obi-Wan. Yeah. Like there's no disagreements on like on like his character. Everyone's on, everyone's in agreement. He's awesome. He's not the best character in Star Wars, but he's up there. 
Yeah, and P, in terms of the Clone Wars stuff, also, we're not going to make everybody watch seven seasons of Clone Wars. We did all that for you. You can go back and look, look at our archives of the Sky Guys podcast. But I think what we'll do here for Clone Wars is we'll give you the essential Obi-Wan arcs, give you the, the most important arcs that Obi-Wan was in, and we'll give you those like, hey, if you want to watch these, these are the ones to check out. You want to get your Obi-Wan fix from Clone Wars. A hundred percent. Definitely watch it because you kind of see how Obi-Wan kind of shares similarities with Anakin, and you would never think that from the movies. I don't want to give away too much, but for people who watch Clone Wars, you probably know what I'm talking about. For the people that haven't, watch it and you'll figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. And Nick, I'm going to toss out here one idea for a tracker I want to put in when we do our Obi-Wan trackers here. I think we need to have one for just count how many different Inquisitors show up in this show. We're thinking at least four, right? Three? Four? Well, I mean, we got three on there. They're not going to leave only those three. I'm sure I, th- I thought we got another one. If you watch the trailer again, I think there's another one in there, too. I'm but- sure. I'm, I want to count how many different Inquisitors show up in this show. I feel like we're going to end up with a lot of them. Do we even know how many there are? I do not. I mean, you're talking about like you have like fifth brother, seventh sister, ninth You would brother, assume like... seventh sister would mean there's at least seven sisters, right? Yeah. Plus, I'm sure Reva has an actual name. It's like one of those like sister names. So like. Yeah, probably. I mean, and the Grand Inquisitor and. Maybe the two that were in, or in Fallen Order show up. Yes. Yeah, I'm a big, I was a big fan of that. Um, the female in that one. She was really cool. Forgot yeah. which one she was. She was one of the, I think, the sixth sister. Yeah, something like that. There's a lot of there's, she, there's a lot of she was very she was very cool. Yeah, and I think with that we'll wrap it up here, and we'll be back next week with the bracket part, like round one, part one next week. In the meantime, I'll give you guys a chance to plug your social media. Pete, people want to follow you on social media. How can I do that? At PJ Constadori twenty nine. Follow me on Twitter. Doing a bunch of hockey stuff. Um, yesterday. Rangers got smacked by the Blues. Uh, so not really very happy on hockey Twitter. But uh, other than that, follow me. All right. Nick, if you want to follow you on Twitter, I can do that. At Nick Fry 9. Oh, actually, it's at Nick Fry underscore 9. Um, based on the fact that I don't even know my own Twitter handle, I don't really post. So just po- just retweeting this stuff. So if you follow Mike or Pete, you pretty much follow me. Yeah, you can also follow me on Twitter, mphillips331. That's M-P-H-I-L-I-P-S-331. We'll be back on Thursday with round one, part one of the bracket. Until then, may the force be with you.